we're jumping into a new series. This series is called Tools for Relationships. You see up on the um, wall behind me, there's all these awesome tools. And, and let me tell you about this. So the Tools for Relationship, this is all about how we relate to each other. Uh, I believe that God wants to speak to us today. I believe God is pursuing us today and wants to speak to us about the way that we relate with each other. And this is really important because the way we love God, it, it affects the way we treat others. It should affect the way we treat others. In Matthew 22, Jesus is um, talking to some people, and, and we see in verse 34, it says, hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. Um, one of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. But Jesus didn't stop there. He said, the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All of the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. Did you hear that last line? All of the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. We, we tend to think about um, faith and religion as something that comes with a long list of what we do and we do not do. And, and, and we think about coming to church and doing the right things and reading our Bible and praying. And, and this teacher of the law asks Jesus, he says, what's the most important thing? And Jesus says, love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and Love your neighbor as yourself. Our love for God, I want you to hear this today. Our love for God cannot be separated from the way we treat others, from our love for others. If we are not loving the people around us, we cannot claim to be in love with God. We can't claim to be Christians who want God's will for our life if we are not loving the people around us, our family, our friends, our coworkers the people maybe that we struggle with. Jesus says, love God with all your heart, love your neighbor as yourself. Those cannot be switched up. And so we're jumping into this tools for relationships. So the whole point of this series is to help us. God's word is full of practical help to help us be in better relationship with each other, to love each other better, to have more God-honoring relationships. And so, so that's where we're at today, and you see all the tools up there, so each week we're going to try to pick a tool that represents what God's Word is saying, and as a manly man, today I decided to pick the instruction manual. <laughs> yeah, how many of you men are pumped up about that? The instruction manual. In fact, let me, let me tell you specifically, this is the uh, Weeder Pro 4100 Home Gym Instruction Manual. So years ago, um, my wife's uncle said, hey, I've got this home gym, and if you want to take it, you can have it. You just got to come take it apart. So I went and took it apart, and I really don't even remember who helped me put it together, but somebody helped me put it together because I have no clue on stuff like that. And so we got this home gym, and, and over in our house on Strathaven Drive, um, we built that thing back in the basement and put it there, and I thought, this home gym is here for eternity. I don't ever want to move this thing again. <laughs> and then about two years ago, Megan and I decided to move again. And so, you know, in, in moving, like you move all your stuff out and then you have kind of that last sweep to try to find the things that you missed. Well, I had missed a couple things. One of which, I'm really sad about this, 
one of which was my life-size Shaquille O'Neal fathead <laughs> on the wall in the basement. And I never did get that back. And it really makes me sad. But the other thing that was left in there was the home gym. And so the night before, I mean, we're closing on the house the next day. We've got to have everything out. The night before, I go over and, and Robert goes with me and we have to get this home gym, this big old thing, out of the house. And so we just start like letting it rip. Like we're just taking the, you know, the screws and the bolts out. We're just taking it apart. We're not paying any attention to what's what. We're just, we're just trying to get it out of there because it's the last night. So we take it all apart and we bring it over. And, and one of the awesome things about the house that we live in now is, is we finished part of the basement, but there's this one room I'm really excited about. It's my home gym. We didn't finish one room and it's the room that, that I work out in or well, spoiler alert, that I'm going to work out in someday. <laughs> and so I have this wonderful room, and I'm like, great, I've got to get this home gym. So we took the whole thing over, and we laid it in the room. And here is the Weeder Pro 4100 Home Gym Instruction Manual. How many of you love instruction manuals? Anyone? Yeah, I'm not a big fan. How many of you ever tried to put an Ikea thing together without the instruction manual? Anyone? How many of you have re-put together the Ikea thing after doing it wrong because you didn't read the manual? Yes, absolutely. Like, that place will be the death of me. I do, I do not love that place. <laughs> but, but these are important, and I've got a couple issues with these, and I, and I think what, what we're going to see in God's Word today is, is something that... This reminded me a lot of. So we're going to be in, in the book of James. It's a letter from James. And really, James' letter, it's all about kind of being an instruction manual. It's a, it's a book of wisdom and kind of sayings, things to help people honor God, live more faithfully to God. And so there's a lot of really practical stuff in the book of James that deals with our relationship with God and our relationship with each other. And so James kind of has given us, in a way, God's Word has given us an instruction manual, and James has very specific things that he's leading us in. So over the course of this series, we're going to be look at these, looking at these practical bits of wisdom um, from the book of James. So why don't you stand with me, and we're going to read James 1, 19 through 25. I'll read it. You can follow along on the screen. And, and let me just say this. The, the reason we're standing is because we love the Word of God. It is God's inspired Word for us. God worked through the Holy Spirit to bring us the Scriptures and we stand in reverence and respect for that, knowing that God wants to speak to us today. So James chapter 1, verse 19 through 25 says this, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word, but does not do what it says, is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror, and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom... And continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. All right, have a seat. 
This is really good stuff today. Listen, there is a lot of good practical stuff we're going to look at. This, in today's world, in your life, in your work, in your relationships, this is really important. So this is what I want to do. I want to pray for us. And I want to pray that God will speak. God is pursuing us. God is speaking. God wants to, to speak to you today. My prayer is that we will drop our guard, that we'll drop any barriers or walls that would be in the way to hearing from God, and that we will truly hear what God wants us to hear today. Father, I pray that you'd be with each one of us. I thank you for the opportunity to gather together today and worship you. And Lord, I pray that you would speak through your word. Help us to love you more and to love the people around us better. And Lord, we want to hear from you. So help us, I mean, if there are barriers, if there are distractions, if there's anything right now that would keep us from hearing from you, I pray, Lord, that you would just help us to be completely focused on you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's work through this. Verse 19, everyone should be, this is going to be a little bit convicting to a few of you, okay? Don't point fingers. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. There are some pretty clear commands here, and, and I'm just going to guess that these, some of these things are things that are a struggle. In today's world, this picture is not a picture we see very often lived out. Be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. If you've been on social media... If you have watched the news, if you have listened to sports radio, if, you have, if you've been listening or paying attention to anything at all, you know that, that in our world today, being quick to listen and slow to speak are not things that, that happen very often. I, I love sports. I mean, I used to, for, for years, I didn't even listen to music on the radio. I would just listen to sports talk. And you know what? I got to the place where I just got so sick of people spewing what they want to say and arguing with each other over things that, that I just couldn't do it anymore. I don't like watching the news. How many of you have seen on the news where, where they'll bring in someone with an opposing view and, and it's not so that they can, you know, talk shows, whatever. It's not so they can hear their view. It's so they, they can argue with them and try to get their view to win, right? You've seen this. And what happens is we have someone come onto the TV or whatever that has a different opinion, and as soon as they start talking, it just becomes a fight to see who can talk over each other, who can... There's no listening. There's none of it. Uh, And so, quick to listen. James says, everyone should be quick to listen to others, to God's word. Listen to me very carefully. Christ-like relationships, Christ-like relationships start with listening. Your relationship with God should start with listening. Your relationship with each other should start with listening. If you're going to have God-honoring relationships, we need to be quick to listen. See, when we're not quick to listen, when, when we're quick to speak... The reason we're quick to speak is because we are being selfish or we don't really care about the person that we're talking to. 
How many of you have ever talked to someone and they just didn't listen to a thing that you said? Yeah, you liked that, didn't you? No! Nobody wants to talk to somebody who's not listening to them. And, and so sorry, Megan, sometimes I'm not the best listener. I apologize. <laughs> Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak. Have you ever heard the say? I mean, I'm sure you have. It's such a, a good um, little anecdote, and that's that we have two ears. God gave us two ears and one mouth because it's much more important for us to listen than to speak. And, and the truth is that being quick to listen is an important part of any relationship. If, if there's somebody in your life that doesn't listen to you, I'm going to guess that you don't feel like they really care about you. Am I right about that? So listening is important. We are supposed to listen to each other and be slow to speak. Oftentimes, our relationships don't mirror this, do they? We don't really listen to each other. But, but the second command is be slow to speak. There's two benefits to being slow to speak. Number one, if you're slow to speak, you can listen better. If you listen better, you will know more. You can learn with each other in our relationships. If you are a listener, you will learn from the people. You'll learn more about the people, and you'll grow in knowledge. So the first benefit of being slow to speak, listen, when you're talking, you're not growing. You're just spewing what you already know. So the first benefit is you're going to grow by listening. The, the second benefit, and this is probably the one that we need to hear more, you will have better control over what you say. Just this week, one of my friends hopped on social media and made a comment that, I mean, all of my other friends started sending me pictures of this comment. Just why would you make that comment? Why would you put that out publicly? The reason is, it's being quick to speak, not quick to listen. We are called to be quick to listen and slow to speak, the third command, and I believe these are all tied together very closely. So, so be quick to listen, be slow to speak, and be slow to become angry. How, if you've watched, if you've listened to the sports radio, if you've, if you've watched the news or the talk shows, how do they end? They don't usually end with a nice hug or a handshake. They end with people being more angry with each other than they were before. They, when we don't listen to each other, when we just want to talk, when we're selfishly just trying to talk over each other and get our word out, what happens is the intensity just continues to ratchet up and we become more and more angry. I've seen this in my life. If, if, if I'm quick to speak, I'm more likely quick to anger. So in, in my family, all the time kids get in trouble. And what I do when there's a fight or there's a disagreement is I usually call them down and I have them stand right in front of me or sit in front of me and I say, okay, what happened? And one of the kids, I usually start with one of them, um, will say Sam and I say, Sam, what happened? And Sam will start talking and, and then we're going we're gonna to use Eli as the other kid. Eli, <laughs> this doesn't happen as much with Eli, but, but Eli is the other kid. So Sam will start saying, you know, Eli did this and this and before he can even get his sentence out, you know what Eli does? No, I didn't. You did this. And, and there is no listening. And it goes back and forth and it's just talking over each other. And, and honestly, Sam and Eli don't have this issue this much, but all of them do. 
But what happens is there's more and more anger. And it builds up. This happens in our relationships. When we don't listen to each other, when all we care about is our getting our word in, we become people that are angry, our relationships are shallow, and they don't honor God. And so he, he ends with the fourth thing by saying, um, this does not, the anger does not produce what God wants from us, does not produce righteousness. So there's a reason we have instruction manuals, right? The first problem I have with instruction manuals is I don't always listen to them or read them or look at them. When we don't listen first, we often end at the wrong place. Be quick to listen, be slow to speak, be slow to anger, because that stuff doesn't produce righteousness. It doesn't make us who that we're supposed to be. And so then he goes on in verse 21 and says, therefore, get rid of all the moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and hum humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. So let's talk about these two things. Number one, get rid of the filth. This is a, so he's talking about listening, being slow to speak and slow to anger, and he says, so therefore, get rid of all the filth, the stuff that gets in the way. Why do we need to do that? Have you ever like, gotten into a show or a movie or something and, and the characters, there's a lot of tension and there's a lot of anger and maybe they don't talk to each other the nicest way and maybe you're watching this show or this movie and all of a sudden something happens and you're tempted to respond the way you saw in the show or the movie? Have you guys had that happen? Th this happens. What you take in, what's filling your mind and your heart tends to be what seeps out of you in your relationships. And so James says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry, and the way we do that is we get rid of all the filth that's going to teach us otherwise. In John chapter 8, um, Jesus is talking to some religious leaders, and he says, I know that you are Abraham's descendants, yet you are looking for a way to kill me because you have no room for my word. Now, he's talking to religious leaders, teachers of the law, people that have studied and know the word. Jesus says, you're so full of selfishness and so full of other things that there's no room for my word in your heart. Get rid of all the junk that's going to keep you from being who God created you to be and from being a loving, kind person. If there's something in your life that is tempting you or influencing you to not be Christ-like, get rid of it and humbly accept, and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Not only does, does God want you to get rid of the filth, God is pursuing you. And God wants to fill you with his spirit. And God has given us his word. Now there's God's word, the Bible, that we have that is an instruction manual, a guide to help us know God and know how we're supposed to live. But, but we are to accept the word. It's not just scripture. It's that the Holy Spirit is living in us and speaking to us. And we need to first listen to God. 
I have found that on days that I am listening less to God and speaking more, I'm struggling to be who God created me to be. And so he says, humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Humbly accept. Instruction manuals, I thought about this. Humbly accept, men, the word of God. We don't like to humbly accept instruction manuals, do we? We like to think we can do it on our own. Like, God, I can handle this on my own. James says, humbly accept God's word that's planted in you. It will help you. So let's move on to part two in verse 22. He says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. So the first problem I have with instruction manuals is that I don't always listen to them. You know what the second part is? I don't always do what it says. All right, all right, ready for confession today? I feel like we need to come up. Someone come up with a good jingle for me for when I do confessions up here, okay? Here's my confession for today. We moved into our new house a year and a half ago. This is still sitting on the floor of my workout room. I've looked at it. I've looked at the instruction manuals. I've seen them. I haven't done what they say. And, and guess what? Because I haven't done that, my workout room that I'm so excited about is still not usable. And some of you are saying, we know, we can see it. It's obvious. <laughs> it's keeping me from doing what I need to do because I haven't done what I've seen in the instructions. Not only are we to look at that, not only are we to listen to God's word, we're to be doers of the word. We're to be people that live it out. See, knowing, just knowing how to do something is not enough. These are to help us actually do it, to produce the results. And so God's word planted in us isn't just so we will know more, it's so that we can live it out and we can be who he created us to be. Listening by itself will not produce righteousness. We are called to be a people of action. See, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the religious people of Jesus' day, the people that Jesus was just talking to, that he said, you're looking to kill me because there's no room for my word in your heart? They knew the scriptures. They knew the law. They knew the law better than anyone else did. But, but they didn't know God's love, and they didn't live it out. They knew it, but they weren't living it. We're not just to be listeners. We, we are to listen. We are to know God's word. We start by listening to God. We have been given instructions by God. We're to know his heart, to know his commands. We are to know, but knowing should always lead to action, to love. And so he goes on and gives us this, this incredible picture and, and I love it, and it seems so weird to me, and it almost seems like impossible, but listen to what he says in verse 23. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do it, do what it says, is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror, and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Do you guys think that's ridiculous? I mean, that seems like 
absolute, not only, let me take this a bit further. That word looks at himself in the mirror is not just a word that means glancing in the mirror. It's not like I'm walking by a mirror and I look at myself and I go on and I forget what I look like. The word there means to study, to look intently, to scrutinize. So, so what James is saying is that anybody who knows the word but doesn't do it is like somebody who looks in the mirror, studies themselves, walks away and immediately forgets what they look like. That seems ridiculous, doesn't it? But let me tell you today, churches around the world will be filled up with people that are looking at who God is and who they are called to be by God and they worship, and they hear God's word, and they, they look intently. But you and I both know that many people will walk out of the church and will forget who God's created them to be. And they'll walk out, and they'll be ugly to each other, and they'll hurt each other, and they'll gossip with each other. This happens. There are all sorts of stories of churches that fall apart because people forget who they are. And and those people are good, loving people who come to church and they study God's word and they know it, but they're not living it out. And, And time and time again, there have been people who have come into a worship service and looked in the mirror and then walked out and lived a different life. That's not who we're called to be. We're not just called to hear God's word and to know God's word. We are called to live it out every day. Verse 25, but whoever looks intently, I want to really break down some of this language. Whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed and all they do. So let's start there. Whoever looks intently, we are to know God's Word. Not just the Bible, not just memorize the Bible, but we are to know what God is speaking to us. We're to be connected with the Spirit and to know God's Word. We are to look intently. As the church, we start by listening and hearing from God. And so we look Intently, it says, whoever looks intently, but then it says this, into the perfect law that gives freedom. You know what I see every day in the world around me? I see brokenness, and I see hatred, and I see pain. You know what God's plan and God's desire for us is? Love and unity. I, I love that James says, whoever looks intently into the perfect law. Listen to me, if every single person that calls themselves a follower of Christ, if every single one of us in this room today will not only look intently into the law, but will be doers of the law, I promise you, and and the law, doers of his word, if we will all be connected to God and listening to God and not just knowing what God says, but living it out, we won't have the brokenness and the pain And that's God's design for the church, that we would be one, that we would be a people of love, that when we walk out of this building, we wouldn't go continue to contribute to the mess, but we would be a people who are changed by his spirit 
And we're overflowing with his love and his grace and his word that's planted in us. This is what God wants from us. We can't be content with just hearing, just studying, just knowing. We need to be a people who love and who act. It goes on and says, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it. They will be blessed in all they do. I love this. I love this even more with you sitting here, Scott. I'm not a prosperity gospel guy. I will never promise you that you will get rich if you obey God in, on this earth. I will never promise you any of that, but I will promise you this. That if you will know God's word... If you will hear from God and you will put it into action in your life, you will experience his blessings. Not, not in earthly possessions and riches, but even in the toughest times of life, you will experience God's blessings. I know many people who have walked through really dark times, but God's word planted in them has given them blessing and joy beyond belief. James says, be quick to listen, be slow to speak, be slow to anger. Don't just hear God's word, but put it into action, because if you do, you will be blessed. Listen, I believe God has great blessings for every single one of us. I believe God has great blessings for our church. It starts when we hear from God, and we, when we become a people of action, there's a, there's a saying in the construction world, and, and I'm not in the construction world, but I've heard the saying, and it's this, measure twice, cut once. The idea behind that saying is you should listen, you should know what you're doing before you do it. You should study and you should know that it's the right move. Measure twice. We as the people of God need to be listeners, studiers. We need to know God's word and we need to know each other. But then there's that second part, cut once. It doesn't say measure twice and then go sit on the couch. It says measure twice, cut once. We are to be a people who know God's word and who put it into action and who live it out. So here's what I want to do. I want to I give you a few quick action steps for this week. This is practical stuff. There's a few things I want you to do. Number one. I want you to first listen to God this week, every day. I want you to take time at the beginning of your day, and I want you to hear from God. Before you get up and you start talking or posting or doing whatever it is that you want to you know, send out, I want you to take in God's word through studying his word and through hearing his word through his Holy Spirit. Number two, in your relationships with each other. I want you to be a listener. I want you to be quick to listen to the people around you. There are people all over that need to be loved and listened to. We are to be listeners. So I want you to really, this week, I really do, I want you to listen first to the people around you. And the third